Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose is focused on educating, empowering, and investing in women to support them with harnessing an entrepreneurial mindset to create the change in the world for the greater good. Through this series, we connect with women from all across New Zealand to inspire, teach, and share their pearls of wisdom through storytelling and sharing. I'm Catherine Vandermeulen, the founder of Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose. Welcome back to Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose. This afternoon, we are joined by Vanessa Bennett, the founder of iMagazine. How are you, Vanessa? I am wonderful, thank you, and thank you, Catherine, for having me. Very excited. So many people, chat. many people may know you as Vanessa Green, uh, newly Vanessa Bennett. Who is Vanessa Bennett slash Green? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I have been an editor and publisher for twenty five years. And I am turning 50 next year, actually. And I'm a grandmother of two beautiful girls. Um, Being a publisher, I um, kind of can be seen as a little old-fashioned now. But uh, that is is something that encompasses champagne drinking, Jack Russell loving, doing yoga, all the things that you are passionate about goes into, into your publishing and into your magazine. So essentially every time I create a magazine, I'm creating... Um, one of my characters. I'm a Gemini, so there's there's many people inside me. And so, tell me about your original call to adventure to founding the uh, the magazine. So I was I was a young young lass living in Parnell, and I worked for um, I worked for many magazines, and they were all newsprint, and they were delivering to little areas and little pockets. And I, the last company I worked for went into liquidation, and I really felt that my clients needed, they used to complain about the quality of the newsprint and they needed glossy. And every publisher said to me, it can never be done. It's too expensive. You can't give glossy away for free. So I approached a business partner who um, financed the initial magazine and he's now my husband. But back then, you know, we were just creating, creating a dream and I didn't understand business. So I had no fear. I just thought I could do anything. And off we went and we created the first issue and um, sold about 200K into, into the first issue within the first month alone. And we launched to go nationwide um, after we launched in the Parnell area. And it was hugely successful as a privately owned magazine group. And then from there it grew. We created another three magazines and a PR company. Wow. Well done. I want to talk to yeah. you about that no fear attitude because it's certainly a trait uh, of many entrepreneurial women and entrepreneurial women with purpose. Tell me about some of those barriers that you had to kind of work through uh, and maybe some of the trials and tribulations you experienced on that journey of being fearless. Yeah, I think it's an interesting thing. And I always say to all my friends, just go and do it, just go and do it. And they frustrate me when people won't just go and do it. And I, I used to see it as a, you know, a form of stupidity in myself that I would just jump off the cliff and do it no matter what it was. But now I realize that's not stupidity. That is just grabbing life by the balls and you will either win or you will fail and either doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you fail because there's so much learning and the the failures that you get. And I remember my mother when I was young saying to me, you know, it's really good to have things that happen to you that aren't that great because you become a better person. Your character grows, you learn more. And I think because of my attitude of jumping into things, I learned all the things that can go wrong really quickly and became more confident, more educated and had the ability to provide a better product to my audience. 
And I often think people don't actually step forward to take that leap of faith uh, out of that fear of failure or out of that fear of other people's expectations and not being the Mm. person that somebody else expects them to be. Um, And I, you know, I find that particularly uh, a common thread with women. Is that something that you've experienced? Yeah, totally. There's a, there's a, um, I think we, we put a stamp on ourselves and, and we have to be a certain way. And especially in New Zealand, because people are hard workers, we have to be successful or we're nobody. But that is something that it's probably more insular in this country because we're small and more is expected of us. I think, you know, it's really, it's really interesting. If we can get rid of that and throw that away and just do things without thinking um, and not crossing. I remember my, my business partner saying to me, I used to check the bank account every day when we first started business and I'd go in and, you know, who's paid and what's happening and have we got enough money to keep going? And he said, you don't even need to look at that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You just go out and you look after your clients. And if you look after your clients, if you're seeing them and they're buying and they're getting results, that's going to naturally happen in the background. And I realized I didn't need to do that. I didn't need to do every single part of the business to make it work. You just do what you're really good at and everything follows. And I think so often when people are creating a dream or idea, they spend hours, you know, sitting down, you know, making too many plans rather than just doing it and seeing if it works. So did your perspective and view of success back then when you were checking your financials every day, has that changed Mm. compared to how you would now describe success? I think back then I was driven by money and I was also driven by my client satisfaction. I think now I'm driven by a sense of my purpose is to be content and balanced. So, you know, we're naturally making the money and now it's like, how can I work less, not work as hard, but still have really good results? You know, I don't need a Learjet, but I want a nice life. So it's all about for me finding that balance of my work and my personal life. And why has that become more important? And it's, it's certainly a thread of conversation that I've had with a lot of different people over the last couple of years where lifestyle beyond career and beyond finance, lifestyle mm. has become more important and how we live. Why and how do you think that's changed? Well, I think it, it, takes a, it, it actually takes a really strong mind to make that decision. I think it's hard to not work. I think the easier thing is to wake up and work really hard and make sure, you know, everything's happening in your world and everyone's happy. That's easy. It's hard to say, hey, I'm not going to go to work today. And for me, it is anyway, and sit back and relax. And I think, you know, for, for me personally, as, I, as I've grown up with the magazine and watched how everything happens, it's, it actually works just as well when you're more relaxed and content and happy. If you're running around stressed and working too hard, you're going to lose clients because they're not going to be happy with you. So for me to have a lifestyle, I've, I th- and I think also, you know, even just recently with COVID, we've all learned that, hey, we can go a bit slower. Yes, yes, you know, everyone went on to financial ice and, you know, slipped and, and slid around. But I think there's a lot of silver linings in that and how we learned to slow down and just relax and breathe. You touched on purpose before. What does that mm. word mean to you and iMagazine? I think my purpose in life is, you know, to do good with my work. So, yes, we produce beautiful magazines. Yes, we want people to read read them and we want to publish. But I also want to make sure that we 
do things that help women's health. Um, for me, health's a really big thing, and I see so many of my friends have been sick or had, you know, there's 48 women a week that die of something to do with heart disease. And we do an event every year called What Women Want that happens at the Cordis with 250 women, and the charity is the Heart Foundation, so we can give back to the women that have heart attacks because you'd be amazed how many young women have, have heart issues. And, wow. you know, they don't go and get tested. And I went and did my warrant of fitness recently with the Edison Clinic, which is an amazing clinic in Parnell that diagnoses you and checks your, you know, your future sickness or what you're potentially going to get. And it was incredible to learn, you know, about your body. Wow. So based on some of your credentials, your health credentials now, it could actually predict what your future might yeah. be in the health department? Wow. Absolutely. They do your DNA, your genealogy, you know, what your grandmother ate, what you should be eating all these different tests poked and prodded and then you come out with this result at the end of actually who you are from your blood and your, you know, your DNA rather than, oh, I need to take that vitamin or should I take that vitamin? You're doing everything wrong because you're not specifying it to you. Wow, that sounds like something that I would love to death to go and actually do. Um, so if that, mm -hmm. you know, health and women's health is such a um, – a pertinent topic for you what are some mm. of the daily rituals that you embed into your routine to live the healthiest version of yourself so I get up at about 6 20 every morning and I do my 10 gratefuls so sometimes they're repetitive and sometimes they're brand new I just lie there kind of half asleep thinking what what am I grateful for today and that always puts me in a great mood I do yoga about four times a week, so I'll, I don't go out and do it. I do it in my home. So I'll do Bikram yoga, some really unusual poses that I get myself into. And in the early days, I'd be like a spider pig on the ground trying to get up. I couldn't get out of the poses. Um, and then I head, head to work, and I make sure I always, always sit down um, like an Italian person, you know, with our staff, and we eat lunch. We take time to eat. We don't eat at our desk, so... You know, that for me, eating is a really big thing for our health. Breathing when you eat, you know, and just relaxing. And then I don't overwork. I used to overwork. I used to work till, you know, 9, 10 o'clock at night. And now I don't. I stop and I look around and see what friends I want to see or what family I need to see. And I think that gives us a complete balance of life and work and happiness. You mentioned before Bikram, I was once a great lover of Bikram uh, mm. and the whole 90 minutes that I used to love immersing myself into. How do you do that from home? Do you blast up the heaters or sit next to the fire or how do you manage that? Oh, sorry. Sorry. That's okay. My little dog just came in and decided. It's he, all he the was. joys of entrepreneurial <laughs> women with purpose. It's all good. Uh, he he's, he's, can smell another dog. Yeah, so when, when I usually turn my heat up on my aircon up to about 32 and get the room gets hot. My, my husband hates it. <laughs> he hates it. He shuts his door and puts um, his, his aircon down to about seven degrees and off we go. And balances yeah, so, out the house. Yeah, yeah, but it just you feel so good after Bikram. You feel so mindful and so, you know, my sense of creativity and is, is high after I've done Bikram. Yeah, it's an incredible process of how it actually seems to flush out all of your toxins by, you know, cutting off the circulation to certain parts of your body when you're deeply enthreaded in yourself. Uh, mm. And then when you release your arms or your legs and you just have this new sense of 
being, although you look like hell when you come out of a <laughs> hot, sweaty room, <laughs> at least 24 hours later, you look a whole lot better mentally, exactly. physically and spiritually. Uh, so, you know, the time that we have just been experiencing, you touched on it before, how did you use that time to create new opportunities? My time um, always comes at about 4 a.m. in the morning when I'm thinking I'm going to create something or develop a new idea. Or For me, that that happens in the early morning. And I think for me personally, I'm very quick at making a decision. Um, You know, when we started our PR company, it took us, I think, eight minutes to come up with the name Panic PR. And off we went and we had, within a year, we had Heston Bloomingtail as a client. So, you know, that's my recipe. It's not going to be everybody's recipe, but my recipe is just just go and do it. And try new things. And And try new things, yeah. Yeah. And so with your focus and impact over the next 12 months, what would be the biggest standouts for you uh, from an iMagazine perspective or from a panic perspective? I think the biggest thing is because of what's happening in the world, it's about helping our clients grow their confidence. We, we need our clients to spend money. We need the, you know, the local jeweler needs to be buying from the wholesaler to let the wholesaler survive. And we need the confidence so that we can start getting results and get the business moving. So we're doing a lot of, um, I suppose, charity in the magazine to help people get through, to help them get their brands out. And, you know, I think the whole of New Zealand's focused on moving forward. And it's just about, it's simply about confidence. There's, you know, most of us still have, have money and we're still fine. You know, yes, there's a group of people that are suffering greatly, but we as business owners need to succeed to, for everyone to be successful. You know, yeah, at all. And for the whole mm. business community to be able to thrive yeah. and survive, as they say. Yeah, exactly. So the Entrepreneur Women with Purpose community that we are developing are you know, really like-minded, values-aligned men and women uh, who are all doing something for the greater good of the world. What Mm. would be your call for action from that community of something that you're truly passionate about? Well, I think it's, as I said before, I think it's health and time. And um, we've been working with the Heart Foundation for probably eight or nine years now and making sure that we do give a substantial amount from our event every year to them to help. Um, and that's kind of digressed off into various other charities that we work with, like hospice. And I think my to be a business owner, I've learned that you have to give back. You can't just take, take, take and, you know, look around you and go, well, we're wonderful, we've been successful. There's no point. It, you know, it doesn't, for me mentally, that doesn't work. It's about giving back. It's about also giving, you know, younger people opportunities. We take on interns, we train them, we teach them. You know, and they're so excited to be part of the glamorous world of publishing, but they learn that, you know, it's actually hard work and um, you have to have this constant creativity and inspiration to write. So, yeah, I think for me, my purpose in life is people. It's helping people. It's helping, um, you know, woman's health. And it's, it's, you know, it's a circle of taking time. You know, when you, when you think about others first rather than yourself, you're always a happier person. And so taking both of those two focus areas around health and time, what would be one action that people who are listening could take to take a step forward to get to be a healthier or better version of themselves or, you know, take that time for themselves to focus on their health and well-being? 
Well, I think the one big point I can tell them all is to love yourself first. You can't help anybody else unless your glass is full. So love yourself, take the time, be well, be mentally on fire, and then you can help others. So that's the most important thing. Thank you, Vanessa, mm-hmm. so much for sharing your world and your very own hero's journey uh, with the team and the community from Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose. It's absolutely my pleasure, and I think it's a wonderful concept what you're doing. Thanks, Vanessa. All right, thank you. Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose is proudly sponsored by Hello World Travel. Jaguar, Rind and Dilma Tea, with all of our profit contributed to UN Women Aotearoa New Zealand towards women's economic empowerment into the Pacific Islands. Mm-hmm.